We're going to talk about position groups. Who's up, who's down. Kind of a stock up, stock down thing. A couple of positions might be a little bit flat. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk uh, two big brains. We had new two big brains today. Dan Dockich and I talked uh, about the quarterbacks for the Colts and what might drive the decision by Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard as to who they're going to start and why this is really important. And then to look at, at another criteria that might be just as important. We're going to talk about Kareem Hunt. Is he the missing piece, or is he a potential replacement for Jonathan Taylor, or is he both? Is this an answer or the answer? Kareem Hunt, last year, not a lot of carries, 100 carries or so, a couple more than that. Not a whole bunch. Is he a guy who can carry the load for 17 weeks at the age of 28? He just might be that guy. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Indiana University football, too. And, and one of the things that keeps coming up among people who are not affiliated with Indiana University or Indiana University football is it realignment. How does it affect Indiana University football potentially? Is there a chance that the Big Ten could move on without Indiana football? We'll talk, uh, not in the short term, there's not. Not uh, probably the next decade might be two decades down the road. This thing is is sort of in a continental drift situation where th nothing happens and nothing happens, and then all of a sudden something happens. Could Indiana wind up being one of the teams left behind in the Big Ten if a super conference is created? College football keeps migrating toward an NFL-type paradigm. If that happens, and you've got 30 to 32 franchises, college football franchises, Indiana, are they in? Indiana, they out. We'll talk about that. And that, like I said, that's way down the road. Some of us may never live to see it, but it's interesting to talk about because of the Washington State situation. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. Brought to you by the great people at Upland Brewing, the brewers of Hoosier Game Day Lager. In stores this Monday, August 14th, the day to go out. You'll know the candy stripe can. There it is. A portion of every sale goes to the scholarship fund for Indiana University Athletics. So if you're a Purdue fan and you just love Upland Brewery's Hoosier Game Day uh, Lager, <laughs> thanks for contributing. All right. Uh, you know what? It, if you want to win an Anthony Richardson Indiana Knights jersey with a stripe down the side, the alternate jersey that they debuted a couple of weeks ago, they showed it to us. Nobody's got one yet. Mine is being shipped first. Going to be here before like any of them. And so we're giving that one away as soon as I get it. All you have to do is subscribe to this channel, to the Two Big Brains channel, and send me a DM because I got to be able to somehow, some way, get your address to make that shipment happen. All right. Remember to like the video because it's the polite thing to do. It's just being nice and polite and saying, "Hey, I see you." Bing. I'm going to hit the thumbs up. And if you want to make a donation, you make a donation. That's just fine. All right. Hey, Robbie Robertson just died. Leader of the band. He died 80 years old. There's one left. That's it. 
one member of the band, one of my favorite musical groups of all time because they were very collaborative. Very, very sad Robbie Robertson just died. A guy who partnered on many projects with the great Martin Scorsese. There we are. How do you me mes message me for the AR jersey? You can do it on Twitter. You can do it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want. Yeah, any of those three social medias, and whether you call it X or Twitter, is of no consequence to me. All right, this was an off day for the Colts. They are five-point favorites in Buffalo. If you put your money on either the Buffalo Bills or the Colts with anything in mind other than making that game just a little bit more interesting for you to watch to the end, you are straight out of your mind. You are a crazy person. There is no way to know what the hell is going to happen. The over-under is 39. Is going to be over-under? I think it's going to wind up being under. But how the hell do I know? It's the first preseason game. We have no data for this game. We have no idea who's going to play quarterback for the Colts. So let's talk about the quarterback position for the Colts. Anthony Richardson, talking to Dan Dockich, and Dan's been there, done that. He's been a head coach, and he knows how head coaches think and managers think. Dan is a great student of leadership. And so when he talks, I listen about this kind of thing. And so I listen to Dan talk about, and I asked him about it, about the decision between starting Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson. And we talked about the value of trust in that decision. Can you trust Anthony Richardson? And Jim Bob Cooter talked about this the other day. Can you trust him? Play called in the huddle. He goes to the line. He sees something from the defense. Is he going to be able to audible to the right play, the obvious play for that situation? Can he be trusted to do that? Once the snap comes, I think he's going to be fine. Pre-snap, you have to be able to trust your quarterback to identify, read, and adjust. That's going to be the interesting thing. Gardner Minshew is going to be able to do that. Now then, you are going to, and, and this, you know, Dan was very eloquent in saying all of that. If you want to listen to him talk about it, Two Big Brains was beautiful today. Our best episode ever. A solid hour of great stuff. Let's talk about the other thing that has got to be discussed by those teams, which Dan discusses too. He say, you know what? In the absence of trust, a guy better be able to shoot in basketball. You know what I mean? A good shooter can bail you out of a lot of offensive problems. You, you got just a cluster of a possession, and you kick it out to the wing, guy knocks down a three. Hey, what's the difference between that and a play run exactly right that cashes for a three? right? Anthony Richardson can hit threes. That is his gift. He is a long-distance bomber. He can take it to the house with his legs. He can take it to the house, throw it to the house with his arm. And now he's got, not only does he have the arm, but the Colts have receivers who can go get that football. He is really good at throwing the back shoulder. He's good at operating outside the numbers. He's good at dumping it. Inside the five, you try to do some things. You look, it's not there. You throw it away. He's very good at that. The mental process of the game seems to be something that Anthony Richardson is developing at kind of a, a, a more accelerated pace, and that's a good thing. Who's going to start? Anthony Richardson has got to start. Period. End of discussion. Trust is important. But what Anthony Richardson can do to a defense is also important. He stresses a defense. 
you have got to be uh, defensively aware, 40 yards deep and across the entire field. This more than doubles the amount of area that you had to pay attention to when Matt Ryan was the, the quarterback. Shit show? Yes. Trying to move the ball when 11 defenders are in that tight a quarters, that's really difficult. And that was on Matt Ryan. Now, granted, did the Colts, you know, did they bathe in, in glory in the way they handled all of those situations that arose last year? No, they didn't. All right, let's go position by position. And just quick, thumbs up, thumbs down. The quarterback position, thumbs up. They're ahead of schedule. They are up because Anthony Richardson is up. Sunday, he was really, really good. He looked not just like a starting quarterback. He looked like the starting quarterback and looked like a starting quarterback that could play in the NFL and win for a long time. Down, the running back position is down. Jonathan Taylor not being there, whether Kareem Hunt signs or not. Jonathan Taylor not being around is a big deal. He's 24 years old. He's already at a season where he gained over 1,800 yards. you got to have Jonathan Taylor in order for this offense to function correctly. Wide receiver, I think up. Because I like the way Alec Pierce looks, and I like the way Josh Downs looks. I really like Josh Downs. And Michael Pittman looks like Michael Pittman. I am very, very comfortable. You add Isaiah McKenzie to that, and I don't know, Ashton Doolin, Mike Strawn, whoever you want to throw in that fifth spot, I'm very, very comfortable with this wide receiver group. Uh, at tight end, steady. Keep getting injuries. Uh, Jelani Woods injured. Moali Cox injured. Will Mallory has been injured. You've got Drew Ogletree. You, you've got uh, Kylan Granson. Both those guys have been good. So I'm okay with that position, but you can't grade it as up. And I wouldn't grade it as down because you don't need seven of these guys. You need two, you need three tops, and they do have three. Uh, the offensive line, I got him going up. I got him trending up because Tony Sperano Jr. Is, is selling these guys on the premise that five need to behave as one. They keep saying it individually. Tony Sperano keeps preaching it, and the offensive line keeps playing like it. I think they got a chance to kind of reverse the curse and, and take a step in a positive direction for the first time in a couple of years. Um, the defensive line down, because DeForest Buckner is sitting, and without DeForest Buckner, this defensive line becomes very, very ordinary, and it's really, really hard to, gra to grade that defensive line group, yeah, the, especially the ends. Pay, Dio, Sampson, Taekwon Lewis just got back on the field. Is that going to be a good group? Is that going to be a group that can somebody can go get eight sacks more than any of them has ever gotten those defensive ends? Mm, I think Dio can. And maybe Quiddy. We'll see. You hope. But hope does not give you a grade. Me hoping that I got an A in seventh grade biology, that didn't get me an A. Dad would say, how'd you do on the test? I said, I aced it. He said, okay, we'll see. He was right. He wanted to see the proof. Proof in the pudding. What I get, I got a C plus. That's the way it goes. Uh, the linebacker group, I got them trending up because Shaquille Leonard looks better. He ain't all the way there, but he's there a little bit. So I'm all right. Big Rover Stewart was supposed to be better than Buckner. I don't know whether that's a question. I certainly didn't say anything like that, did I?
I don't believe so. Unless I had a stroke, like at the three minute mark of this video, if I, you know, then maybe words came out in the order that I did not, uh, my brain did not ask my mouth to report them. That could be, but no, Grover Stewart is not better than DeForest Buckner, and he won't be better than uh, DeForest Buckner. The cornerback position, I got trending up because Juju Brents looks pretty good. I'm good with Juju Brents. Now, the others, I don't know. You know, you look at uh, DJ Baker. Can he play in a regular season game? I think he can because he's got good speed. He can close on his mistakes. That's something that Rocky Seen could not do. And I think he can get his hands on people. And I really like Jalen Jones. I think he looks terrific. For a seventh-round pick, that dude looks good. So uh, while they are not necessarily a strength of this team, I got the cornerbacks trending up. Safeties, I got, you know what, incomplete. They're not trending in any direction. Uh, Nick Cross, okay. Uh, Julian Blackman, can't stay on the field. Who else you got? Rodney Thomas, he didn't go yesterday. Maybe he'll go tomorrow. I don't know. I don't think that safety group is very dynamic at all. And it really has not been addressed since Malik Hooker was taken by Ballard, 15th overall, and then got his knee broken as a rookie. He's still playing with, uh, with the Cowboys. But you know what? They've never gone out and gotten that guy, that game record guy, to put the cap on the defense. Um. We don't know, like, Kareem Hunt, is he the answer? We talked on Two Big Brains. We talked about the character issue. I'm not altogether that worried about it. I rewatched the video of his assault on, on that woman a few years ago, and it's as ugly as it was then. Um, can we at some point say maybe lessons have been learned? Maybe we can. If you want to be generous, you can. I don't know. Uh, it bothers me a little bit, but you got to have guys on the field who can play football. And Kareem Hunt can play a little bit of football as a component, as kind of the spice. If Jonathan Taylor is the steak and Kareem Hunt is the A1 sauce, that's pretty good backfield. That's all right. Change of pace running back, I'm all in. They need some help at the running back position. Without Jonathan Taylor, that is a position in disarray. I don't care whether you got Drake and Hunt back there or uh, Hull or whomever. Not a great situation for your Indianapolis Colts. Um, Washington State's uh, president, Kirk Schultz, says his school is in a bad spot. The athletics. You think? You think you're in a bad spot? The entire conference has left you and Oregon State by yourselves, assuming that Cal and Stanford move to the ACC or one of those two moves to the Big Ten. The Big Ten, they'd like to have Stanford. They'd like to pair them up with Notre Dame. That'd be interesting. But Washington State, nobody's talking to. Maybe they could catch on with the Mountain West somehow. That is how this thing could all kind of spin wrong for Indiana, for IU. Washington State did nothing wrong. They were just kind of an also-ran in a conference that got buggy. And so when USC and UCLA bolted to the Big Ten, right, then Washington and Oregon bolted, then Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, 
they go to uh, they go to the Big Twelve. Uh, who else left? Uh, man, it's hard to keep track, right? Colorado went back to the Big Twelve. So you've got teams flaking out all around you, which brings to mind what could happen with Indiana and Northwestern and schools like Vanderbilt, maybe Mississippi State, schools like that, where all of a sudden, you know, there's talk among the SEC and the Big Ten to form kind of its own version of the NFL, right? A 30 to 32 franchise Super League of college football. Indiana could get left behind and might wind up being in that second tier group of schools that are kind of the leftovers from the SEC and the Big Ten as schools from the SEC and the Big Ten merge to become a super conference. That could happen. You can wind up with 32 going to this super conference and maybe 8, 10, who are left behind and have to kind of pick up the pieces and be who they are. It is a long way from happening, but it's probably the next thing. I had really hoped that you would get four big-ass conferences who the winners could play in a college football playoff semifinals and then a finals. That's gone away. This thing has gone to a 12-team tournament in a few years. USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten, along with Washington and Oregon. And, and so the top, the rich are going to get a little bit richer. The poor are going to get a little bit poorer. And as those classes kind of separate, that could be bad news for Indiana in 15, 20 years. But the day is coming when there's going to be a Super League in college football. And it may be separate from all the other sports. And it should be. But, because uh, that's where the money's at. So what's the point of doing it to, like, field hockey, swimming? You know what I mean? Softball, baseball, doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. Lacrosse. College, college sports is not going to be done evolving once the Pac-12 goes away and then people start picking over the ACC. It ain't going to be done until you've got a major league that stands on its own and can negotiate from a place of strength, just like pro football with ESPN and Apple and Amazon and NBC, Peacock and CBS. You know what I mean? This is going to get funkier and it's going to keep getting funkier until finally that's where we're left. We will talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent. If you have not watched Two Big Brains, you must you must. Did you feel hypnotized there for just a second? I bet you did. <laughs> and then tomorrow we're back at the Colts. Colts working out at 10 o'clock tomorrow. We'll tell you what they look like. Sunday, Anthony Richardson looked awesome. Tuesday, Anthony Richardson looked kind of ordinary, as ordinary as Anthony Richardson can. Gardner Minshew and Sam Ellinger, honestly, on Tuesday... I'm not sure who looked better. That's kind of where you are with Minshew, is he and Ellinger are very, very similar, and Anthony Richardson is not. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Breakfast with Kent Brighton early at 645. WGCL's morning show, Sterling in the morning. Go to WGCLradio.com, click to listen.